welcome to this week's episode of Rants and Revelations. I'm your co-host, Dana, a.k.a. it's Dana B. And I'm Michelle, Modernly Michelle. And we come to you today with heavy hearts. I know. And heavy minds. I mean, I know I sounded chipper, uh, but if you were alive last week, I'm sure you heard that the Haitian president, President Jovenel Moïse, was assassinated in his home at 1 a.m. Yeah, man. And it's just like, as you all probably know, uh, both Michelle and I are Haitian, grew up in Haitian households. So we have a different relationship with how the world views Haiti. Um, But it's just crazy because it's still like, our heritage, our motherland, and to know that it's always like a political coup going on. There's always drama, like the people are not being, what I'm trying to say is Haiti has a long history of the president, the government neglecting the people. And corruption too, unfortunately. Lots of corruption. So it's disheartening and it's sad and I was going to say it's funny, but it's actually not. But one of my really good friends in London just sent me the article this morning. Mm. And when I tell you my mouth dropped, I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Literally laying on my bed trying to do work. And I just, I froze for like a minute. Yeah. I found out this morning, Brayden randomly just woke up at like 630 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And it was just like all in. Uh, he ended up going back to sleep, thank God. But uh-huh. in that time, I was on Instagram and I saw it and I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, wait, is this, I told you, I was like, is this real? I was like, huh? Is this a spoof? Yeah. I was like, wait, what's going on? So yeah, I was yeah. very, very taken aback. I mean, I know the corruption and everything had been going on and there's a lot of issues and a lot of like, just people, I guess, feeling some type of way and being in the streets and a lot of killings mm-hmm. and stuff. But I, to tell you that I was I was not surprised I mean I was surprised excuse me I was mm-hmm. definitely surprised like I knew they were there was a lot of things going on but People I were fed up it, yeah to be taken to that level so that definitely yes. surprised me right it's not uncommon for a Haitian president to be exiled from the country so mm-hmm. if that happened I'd be like oh okay like that usually happens but to assassinate the Haitian president in our lifetime That's insane. I was actually reading that the last Haitian president that was assassinated was back in 1915 during World War One. Girl. So it's just like, like, that's really crazy. I don't want to think about that happening to a U.S. president, but it's almost as serious as like waking up tomorrow and it's like, oh, uh, President Joe Biden was assassinated. Like the disbelief, it's almost insane yeah it's insane Agreed. and what's really scary is yes there's a lot of corruption in Haiti there are a lot of protests there are kidnappings people are unsafe and thankfully Michelle and I went a few years ago or a couple of years ago and had the best experience but it didn't take away from the poverty that we saw and it didn't take away from like the experience of Haitians who do live in the country and they are not just tourists who have the funds to enjoy the lavish parts of the island yeah oh my gosh yeah so 
Now, so with uh, President Moise, who again was assassinated this morning at 1 a.m., the thing is a lot of people were angry with him because they said he did a lot of fraud as president. He was trying to consolidate power. He was taking the constitution and sort of switching it to make it fit what he wanted. So basically in Haiti, you... Your, the clock starts on your presidential term the minute you get elected, not like the U.S. you get elected and then you're sworn in. Mm-hmm. It's like once you're elected, you win, you're the president, you're president for five years. His five years, if I remember correctly, ended in February of this year, but he did not want to leave office because mm-hmm. he thought he should be president through the end of the year. And some people were saying either he wanted to run again or he was trying to pick his successor so that he could have more control. Mm-hmm. And the Haitian people were like, that's not how this works. You didn't do anything for us as a president. We want you to get out immediately. And he did it. Mm-hmm. Now, remember how I mentioned the last Haitian president that was assassinated was in 1915? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was assassinated by Haitians. Mm-hmm. President Moise actually was assassinated by we have no clue yeah who we don't know who <laughs> yeah we don't know who did it apparently some guards came into so okay let me backtrack a little bit he lived lives in a suburb in port-au-prince called pitionville um it, usually if you see a picture of haiti and it's like a whole bunch of colorful houses built into the mountainside that's pitionville it's like a more affluent part of the island. Um, so he lived there and a group of guards just came in. They had um, not a microphone, but what is it called? The thing with like the bullhorn? Yes, a bullhorn. Thank you. They had a bullhorn and someone with an American accent was like, stand down. This is a DEA um, something like this is the DEA, which is the U.S. Drug Enforcement administration, mm-hmm. if I remember that acronym correctly. Mm-hmm. So everyone probably was like, oh, okay, like this is the US, you know, doing what they do. Like, I guess we're just gonna listen to them. And they were also speaking Spanish. So it's like, okay, is this a US thing? Is this a DR thing? Is this an inside job? We don't know. Yeah. But these men came in with the bullhorn, basically told everyone to chill. This is just a USDA thing. And They walked right past the guards in his house, killed him, Mm -hmm. shot his wife, and we woke up to the news the next morning. Yeah. Or that morning. Oh, my gosh. That, you know, it's just so sad. And I I truly hope that his guards – okay, well, first things first. So based off of the things that, you know, allegedly, you know, he's done or how people feel about him, that doesn't mean that someone should get killed? Exactly. Um, so I feel like that is just crazy, but I really hope that his guards weren't in on it too, because Mm -hmm. I feel like, again, I don't know how they're training in Haiti. I don't know. Right. Right. But I would think that if you are serving as the security guards or just protection for the president, you wouldn't just by a drop of a hat, just be like, Oh, the U.S. Right. Like, I feel like you should be even on higher alert because it's like, wait, we didn't expect you. We got no information. Mm-hmm. Like, and I know sometimes when chaos kind of erupts, you kind of go into a frenzy too. But it's mm-hmm. like, again, I don't know how they were trained, but this is your job. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, what? So, 
I don't know. I just, I hope that at some point in some time in history, there is some sort of peace in Haiti Mm -hmm. Um, during our lifetime, especially. Mm -hmm. I would love to see that. Like Dana said, we did visit there and we had the best time. It was awesome. I never felt unsafe. And I'm glad Mm -hmm. that that was the last memory that yeah. I had of like me being there first and last. I mean, not <laughs> last in terms of like, I'll never go back, but that's the last memory that I have. Right now, yeah. And it's so funny because back then, literally the week after we got back, my dad was telling me how Haiti was starting to go a little crazy. Mm. So either the, ne- no, I think it was the next day. There was oh, wow. in Port-au-Prince and I was like, wow just got out in the nick of time yo you remember the first night we got there we were walking the port of the port of prince streets after dinner we went out that like no concern it was like a lot of people out but like young people on their bikes cars music yeah we didn't think anything of it Mm -mm. Mm -mm. and now they've closed on their borders they're saying like no flights flights into the country and i don't think any flights out like Yeah. yeah Ooh, and another scary thing for me too is after that last assassination in 1915, the U.S. occupied Haiti for 20, close to 25 years. Mm -hmm. So my thing is what is going, no, I said close to 25 years, close to 1915, 1925, close to 20 years. It was 19 years. What's going to happen now? Because if you don't have a president, you don't have a leader, you don't have a true successor, it becomes a power vacuum. Right. So I think my mom told me that the prime minister is the next one up. That's the successor. I hope so. I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I watched a clip of Joe Biden. Just He spoke about it very briefly. He didn't really say much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sure, I'm sure it's because everything is still developing, but he did say he was afraid for like, what is going to happen to Haiti? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, yeah, but as the U S president, what's next? <laughs> How are we going to serve not, as a, it's not his role. And to be honest, not. I don't know how much I would want the U.S. to come in and try to save the day because the United States as a country does have a savior complex. They do tend to take advantage. Like you said, they love a good opportunity and they don't turn it down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they've come in and have done some pretty bad things to Haiti. They stole a lot of gold from the Haiti treasury years ago never returned it they've stolen um they rewrote the haitian constitution like just a lot of things where it becomes when are you helping and when are you infringing right right so i understand being an ally i understand supporting maybe sending like support people okay yeah 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 yeah. that's literally as you were speaking i was like yeah no like what kind of support though can be sent like Mm -hmm. I don't know, troops or just something or aid, because I can only imagine like what is erupting right now. I mean, I haven't yeah. seen anything about like what's going on in the streets, but like, I wonder what's happening in the streets, like mm-hmm. businesses, all of that. So, cause, oh, I don't know. It's crazy. Prayers for Haiti. Yeah. Um, and it kind of sucks because I know this narrative is just going part of it is true, right? It's more than just a narrative. It's a little bit of a reality. But what I tend to see is 
oftentimes Americans make it seem like U.S. good, everyone else bad, mm. right? Like they love to talk about developing nations or um, some people still call them third world countries. That is yeah. no longer correct. Don't call it a third world country. But um, they always make it seem as still like, I just can't believe what's going on in that part of the world. I can't imagine that being my life. But it's like, let's walk the streets of L.A., <laughs> let's go down skid row let's talk about the gangs let's talk about the poverty you know what i'm saying let's talk about that wealth gap like we have our own issues too so instead mm. of bad mouthing other countries in this case haiti and just talking about how like we could never get it right if you're not haitian first of all we don't want to hear it <laughs> period mm -hmm. um secondly just pray for the country because you never know when your time is up and i hope we don't ever experience yeah we i hope we don't ever experience that for sure that's not what i'm wishing at all but just like some more compassion and less know-it-all because mm -hmm. some of those same scenarios like kidnappings um uh, uh, uh school shootings like that happens in our own backyards all the time so we're yeah. not above any of it yeah so very true Man, this is heavy. I know. I know, child. I was talking to my dad about it as soon as it happened because he's able to really level set when it comes to like politics and just sort of take the emotion out of it. So that helped. But mm -hmm. it's still like, dang. Yeah. So. Oh, man. Well, let's go ahead, I guess, and just transition into our main topic of the day. Mm -hmm. And this is going to be a candid conversation and we kind of want to introduce, I mean, like we say, we prepare for our episodes, but sometimes mm -hmm. it's good to just have an off the dome kind of conversation and mm -hmm. take you guys kind of through what we talk about. <laughs> and one thing that me and Dana have definitely spoken about recently, actually, mm -hmm. was the fact that we feel the need to always be busy, like to always be doing something like what's the next best thing. And mm -hmm. we realized we're like, why, why don't we ever relax? Why don't we ever just <laughs> have one project it's or so just foreign. work and go home and chill? Like, why do we always feel the need to be doing things? And we're going to kind of unpack that this episode and kind of mm -hmm. see where it leads us. And if you are anything like us and you always feel like if you're not doing something whether it's for yourself or keeping busy if even if it's just I don't know like if you feel like you're like this hopefully it'll be helpful to you too yes yes I'm so excited for this topic <laughs> <laughs> so first things first like so for me for example uh we mentioned this in the last episode or the episode with Tori that um I do have a business modern ads and it is an online and in person too when i have pop-up shops but an online mm -hmm. clothing company clothing and accessories um company and i actually started this business in january of this year if you also know well if you've been listening and you follow me on instagram and you know me mm -hmm. you know i also have a child and <laughs> he was yes. born last year mm -hmm. so started this business was super excited about it and then my mom was here helping and then she actually had to go back home. So it was mainly just me and the baby. Um, my husband, Brandon is here, of course, too, but he's working a lot. So anyway, mm -hmm. it, it was a struggle to balance everything. And I was just like, why did I even like, why couldn't I just <laughs> 
chill. Your mom sit down. Yeah. See him through what what age do kids start going to school? Four years old and then pick up something, maybe if you feel yeah, like it. Right. No, you powered through. Powered through. And I feel like I also added stress onto myself or I add stress onto myself, especially when I can't execute the way I want to execute. So that drives me even more crazy because I'm like, oh my gosh, this isn't turning out how this way. If I have more time in this area and X, Y, and Z. And it's just like, why? Yeah. Why? Stressed. Stressed for what? Where did all of this ambition come from? Like, why is this like, mm. and I'm not, this is, this is, not me saying that ambition is bad yeah no of course as ambitious not. people do we ever take a break i was gonna say when we retire but <laughs> at that point we, we work ourselves into the ground <laughs> we just <deserve laughs> retire and then we probably will still pick up something during retirement yeah yeah i just i don't know this isn't directly related but i got a new therapist okay and i'm super excited like oh, is it virtual or in person it is virtual. I, okay. I wish it was in person, but I still like, I loved it. She was talking. I was like, girl, I need to take some notes. That is so funny that you bring that up because I was actually looking up therapists. I've never, um, like I haven't done personal therapy mm-hmm. and I always felt like I was a pretty like level setted person. I feel like mm-hmm. I've kind of been the same, but I feel like there's probably like some deep rooted things or just areas mm-hmm. of improvement yeah. That I need to work on and just getting through some things that's happened in my life. And, and I just never, I've never been against therapy, but I just haven't ever done personal therapy. Done so I'm like, yeah. I feel like this is like that extra push for me to continue. You know, when you girl, you have your phone right, and you go on therapy for black girls or you pull something up and you do your yes. research, you scroll, you scroll, and then you end up leaving the tab. Yeah. Girl, I have like three tabs still pulled up for that. I, mm, I'll tell you about my therapist so you can research her. You may, I don't know if you care about going to the same therapist or not. I don't. Um, I don't. Okay. That's like, girl, give me, um, Dana, I got you. Her. <laughs> Anything I it should sounds familiar. <laughs> Literally cannot stand you. So does she say anything about a Michelle? Oh, that brings me to one more thing. So I started, uh-huh. sorry, I come, you were on a roll and I just like literally drove my car into your statement and parked. <laughs> you are, yeah, we're, we're staying here. <laughs> Stop traffic. Like everyone's going to have to wait. We're yeah. on your time. It's fine. So I watched this show called, uh, oh, what is it? Manifest? Called? No, not Manifest. <laughs> not this time. <laughs> when I tell you I feel like Montego Bay is following me though. I'm not going to lie, <laughs> but not manifest the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's called Run the World. It's the new show. It's like with, based off of four black girls. It's on stars. Oh, I've heard about, oh, on stars. I thought it was Netflix. Okay. never mind. Mm-mm. Yeah. It's on stars. The writers from, uh, a, no, not a different world. Oh, what's the name of that show with Queen Latifah? Queen Latifah. Living single? Living single. The writers mm-hmm. from that show are also the writers for this show. Oh, nice. Or some of the writers from that show. Anyway, so you just mentioning us going to the same therapist. They had an episode where literally all four of them go to the same therapist. Oh, wow. <laughs> and they were having like friendship issues like in the group. So oh, they were literally wow. were, like popping back and forth, talking about different people in the group like, oh, she did da, 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 da. And then boom, she did this and this and this to me. And I'm like, 
Y'all wild. Y'all may not go but, to the same therapist. Right. Don't do that. And after they worked through everything, they all got together for dinner and they were like, so how was your session with so-and-so? <laughs> wow. That's about to be us. Oh my gosh. Luckily we don't have any, well, I don't have anything to say about you in a bad way. Well, the only good things. So <laughs> oh, I can't, I can't say anything. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> totally kidding totally totally kidding wow cursing me out to the therapist right and another thing no i'm kidding um but i really do like her so i'll give you her information if you want to look her up and even she was telling me how like she builds like good relationships with her clients and like long term and stuff so i do like that because some therapists have high turnover rates because people don't feel comfortable with them you know they hop to the next one so Mm -hmm. i like to know like she's had like long-term clients Okay, good. Uh, I brought her up because you were talking about like, why do we have all of this ambition? Mm-hmm. And I don't, honestly don't remember. Oh, I think she was asking me like, what have I been doing this past month? And I told her how like, I took a social media break. I wasn't as social because I felt like my social battery was super drained. Mm-hmm. And I was just focusing on me and self-reflection and journaling and things like that. And I was like, and I think I said something along the lines of like, you know, I have a, um, I typically have a very busy social calendar. And while I was talking to her, I was like, oh, maybe I got that from my mom. Like my mom is like the life of the party. She cooks for everyone. Even if she's had like a long work day, if there's something she needs to be at, she will be there, right? Mm -hmm. She's super supportive, whatever. And she was like, hmm, it sounds like your mom derived value from caring for others and putting other people first and always being there. Sometimes she would forget about herself. I was like, how you got that from, girl, all I said is my mama was reliable. And she was just like, I can see some similarities. Wow. And it started making, real quick? Girl, real quick. And I was just like, mind blown. I was like, maybe, and I still have to like, think about it a little bit more, but maybe part of our ambition derives from the fact that we just get value from it. It makes us feel valuable. Um, mm. We're used to growing up to seeing not just our parents, but I think in my community, right? Growing up in a yeah. Haitian community, hard workers always have something going on. They're responsible for themselves, their kids, their spouses, people back in Haiti, their church, their, you know, even their work so it was like super rely- reliant on them that we pick that up because it's like, if we're doing this, we're valuable and we matter. Wow. I don't know. That sounds really good. It does. <laughs> it sounds good, but is it relatable? Is that something? No. And that's what I mean. Like, it sounds like, okay, I guess that came off wrong, but that sounds 100% accurate. That's yeah. what I should say. It yeah. does. Because I feel like I can't, maybe too, like, I'm trying to think it through. Like, if I feel like if I'm not doing something, if I'm not like you said, like feeling like I'm adding value, although I am adding it in other areas, but when it comes to like work and entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. and stuff like that, maybe it feels like I'm not doing anything. Mm -hmm. It makes you feel like dead weight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's like, it's not like I'm not, I'm not just sitting around. Exactly. Exactly. But then it feels like I am sitting around. So it's so weird because I know I'm not sitting around. (laughs) (laughs) Is it a mind thing? Like, I really don't know. Yeah. Um, But I'm excited to, like, unlearn that stuff and start 
learning, in, instead of just talking about, again, back to that book, um, Woman Evolved by Sarah Jakes Roberts. Yeah. I love that book, y'all. I have been reading it. And every time I pick it up, it's so, so good. I plan to finish it before this month is over. But in that book, she has a section where she talks about self-care versus soul care. Mm-hmm. And um, I definitely think we should do a podcast episode on that. But anyway, Ooh. yeah, I think it'll be a good uh, topic. But my thoughts around that, my thoughts around that is maybe we we talk about self-care, but we don't talk about soul care. So it's like, as people who are super ambitious, we need to do enough to say that we're resting, right? You do a little face mask, you drink your tea before bed, but we don't take the time to do soul care because it requires too much work. It takes away from us producing for other people. So maybe we need to start learning soul care, learning what does it mean to actually rest and not feel you know, bad if we do sit around, even though, like you said, for you, you're not sitting around, you're caring for your family, you're doing other things that's still adding value, just not in the ways of business or like financial compensation. Mm, right. Right. And as you were speaking to, first of all, yes. Okay. I can definitely relate to that because I feel like when it comes to, like you said, like, uh, self-care, like wearing a mask, getting your nails and getting a pedicure, like those things, I can have that covered. But like actually being intentional about spending time and like reflecting, thinking about myself, figuring, you know, those types of like, for example, like therapy, things like that, like those things I'm not putting at the top of the, the list. Mm-hmm. It's more so, so like, let, mm-hmm. so let me ask you this. If you were to be more intentional in doing the things you just mentioned, like um, self-reflection and journaling and therapy, do you see that as just sitting around? I don't see it as sitting around. I feel like that will help change, like you said, unlearn and change whatever narrative I have tied to ambition, working mm-hmm. and entrepreneurship. Because I, as you were speaking to, I was also thinking, I feel like I'm also chasing success Although I'm not running as fast, like before I would, uh, before Brayden, child. (laughs) Robot. Full speed. Mm -hmm. Full speed. And I feel like now, you know, having a baby has definitely slowed me down, but that doesn't mean even if I'm not working at my like full potential or full capacity, I feel like I am still in the back of my mind chasing success. And whatever that looks like to me, it's not necessarily me becoming a billionaire, right? But having a- extremely successful business or being an extremely successful content creator or whatever it may be. I feel like I'm, I'm always chasing that. And it low key kind of feels like a rat race sometimes. Like I actually was speaking to Brandon and I was like, I'm going to take a break from, cause I feel like I've been dealing with overconsumption because I always feel like I have to have, you know, like outfits to share and posting Mm -hmm. on YouTube and I just been buying stuff and I just feel overwhelmed yeah and it feels like it's just too much and I feel like I I have to pull back from that that has nothing to do with what we're talking about but (laughs) (laughs) it it all ties in this is just candid conversations it is this okay so we have a new segment (laughs) conversations where we're just gonna like because our podcast episodes is girl talk Mm-hmm. But this is like running our mouth, like literally candid <laughs> conversations. 
<laughs> so we're running with this. We're sticking we're to it. it. Yeah. Yeah. So because of that, I feel like part of me also feels like if I pull back in that sense, will that, does that mean that I may not necessarily be as successful in other areas, which means that I'm going to always feel like I'll continue, I'll be running this rat race and will never reach that peak that I want to reach. It's just so weird. It's so weird. Being a millennial mm. is not easy. I know I sound so millennial saying that. <laughs> you do. You do. <laughs> because it's so hard different. to be cute all the time and be successful. Like, oh my gosh. That's what that sounds like. But I also get it because I'm a millennial. Yeah. Um, and what comes to mind is that if you want to be successful in the way the game requires, you have to play by its rules. Exactly. And then sometimes you don't want to and it sucks especially in creative more creative spaces mm -hmm. I feel like the days of it and it could still be this way and I just I'm not privy to it but I feel like the days of just authenticity and just like real like sit in front of a camera and talk and that type mm -hmm. of thing is gone now it's like glitz glam girl it's fake authenticity yeah. you don't sit in front of the camera and talk but you don't have a face all of makeup, you're going to make sure bright the background lights. is perfect. You have the bright lights, you have the audio, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You're going to do a prank on your partner, but you're going to make sure you tell them exactly how to react. And they didn't do it right the first time. So you're going to do it over to get the most authentic response because the actual authenticity, you didn't feel like it would look good on social media. And by you, I just mean general you, yeah, not you, yeah. Michelle. Yeah. So I do agree. Those days are behind us, but everyone's like, marketing the glitz and glam as authenticity like we're yeah. dumb like yeah. girl you don't think we know they saw the they see the camera yeah <laughs> we, we see i see all of the cords on the floor yeah. forgot to move the camera up just a smidge and i see <laughs> thousands of cords connecting to power this entire um, production like come on so when it comes to the rat race when it comes to the game it's up to us to make a decision right we're either going to play by the rules yeah we're going to opt out and not play at all or yeah. we're going to create our own game and we define what success is knowing that it probably not probably but it might not reach the same level of success as playing the actual game that so many people have bought into right but you're more fulfilled you can go at your own pace you define what success and failure is for yourself you and your target audience or your target market yeah. So those are the three options. They are. You like for, yeah, for everything. Yeah, for everything. Because <laughs> I think even with dating, right? Like, dating is a game. Girl, it's a game. Dating is a literal game. Like, wow. You do have to be. <clears throat> excuse me, the best, the prettiest, the one with the most money, the one with the most options to kind of have that pool, and then from you know, like it's a game, and then it's levels. Right. But then you either decide, are you going to play the game by its rules? <laughs> are you going to opt out? Just be single, just sort of date, maybe like a friend with benefit situation. Or are you going to change the game and run the race at a slower pace? I was going to ask you, how do you change the game? Um, I think you change the game by like not buying into the hype. So like, mm. I think with millennials dating looks like juggling multiple people. It looks wow. like 
um, never showing your hands to the other person, no matter how interested you are. You always kind of want to let, exactly, it's dumb. It's dumb. <laughs> it's so stupid. Uh, but you always kind of want to let them know, like, I like you, but just know there's always other options. Oh. Like, you have to show me you like me a lot more. Right. Or, you know, from a woman to a man, you have to spend more money on me. You need to do the best dates, take me out more, text me good morning every single morning, or I'm not going to reciprocate the energy. But the guy is like, well, I don't want to spend all that money on you. And I have other options as well. So why am I doing all of that? And you might not even reciprocate it. Right. So we're not ever really getting anywhere because both people are playing playing a game, a losing game, actually. Wow. You know what so, that reminds me of real quick? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I started watching the show uh, just randomly because I saw like other people like talking about it and it's called Put a Ring on It. Oh, okay. And basically it's a show on own uh-huh. and it is a show. The premise of the show is there are three couples who have been together for however long. I think one of them was like 14 years. <laughs> the guy from that relationship, they've been off and on. He's one of the um, members of Field Mom, Field Mob. Remember oh, that song mm-hmm. with Sierra? So yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> when he, when I tell you he's making it seem like it was, I'm like, okay, listen, I don't want to discredit you, but really? Like, Years ago. Like, I, you know, so I was on Field, just relax, okay? Yeah. <laughs> relax. <laughs> That ship has sailed. Come on. <laughs> so one has been like together for 14 years. One has been together, I think, for four years. And then the other one, three years. And basically they want to, the women, mm-hmm. <laughs> want to be married. They want the uh, guys to propose to them and to marry them. But for whatever reason, each guy has their own thing as to why they haven't yet. And the they have like this expert relationship coach and her way to help them figure it out is allow each person in the couple to go on dates. Wait, dates with who? Other people. Huh. Okay, I know it sounds crazy, mm-hmm. but what I've heard from some people is when you do that, it kind of shows you what you have at home. It, make, it helps you figure out, like, do I actually like this person or not? Or what am I looking for? So maybe that's what she, I'm not saying I agree with it, but maybe that's what she's thinking. But I feel like at the end of the day, like, I think it's the dumbest thing ever. Here's what, here's what I feel about it. If a guy knows, then he's going to be like, listen, I know when you're like talking to this guy, you putting this dress on this, this, and that it's just to like, make me feel some type of way. I feel like the guys were like, "Mm." and they got some good looking girls. Oh, wow. Of course good looking girls like for the field mob guy they had this girl with this big old booty <laughs> okay she's swishing the hips swishing the hips body banging and uh-huh. the, the girlfriend's sitting there looking <laughs> oh wait the girlfriend's on the date too Mm-mm. they have them go to the house so they they pull up at the house oh heck and then no. they, they see them and then the guy and the girl or the girl and the guy whatever they go on the date wow yeah so i just feel like i'm gonna sit at home for you to go on a date and like does that make sense is it doing anything because at the end of the day aren't the guys just like well you ain't really gonna get with him like you just well you know that you just you know whatever try to make me feel jealous so it's like is it even effective yeah i just brought that up because you brought up dating and i'm like that's a game in itself yeah we got to do all of that for me for you to figure out if you want to propose to me maybe 
Yeah. Maybe but I'm like, that's a conversation that should have been had at the start. How do you feel about marriage? Some people, they're not that pressed. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, I'm fine. You know you are pressed to be married. Why would you even, 14 years? Off and on. Since she was like, since they were in college or she was in college, whatever. Girl, I had a guy tell me he thinks he would have to be with someone for five years before he decides to propose. When I tell you I cackled, Here's the thing, I was though. so obnoxious. <laughs> I said, let me tell you something. Do you feel like it depends on age? Do you feel like, uh, after, okay, like if we're 30 now, that means that we should have the cognitive abilities to figure out within two years that we want to be married, opposed to like if you're 18? I'm crying. You said cognitive abilities. <laughs> um, yes, that's valid. Okay. That's, that's absolutely valid. But at this big age of mine, okay, you ain't got five years, buddy, old pal. And you're older than me. What do you need five years for? You're I, older with a baby. You know what commitment is. Dude, You've been in a long-term relationship. You need five. I cackled. I laughed. I laughed. I couldn't breathe. Oh, I couldn't do all of that? Yeah, because I felt like it was ridiculous, and I had to yeah. let him know. Yeah. Granted, he didn't get a year. We, I shouldn't say he didn't get a year. We didn't get a year. Yeah. The point is, I wanted to let you know that's preposterous. And if this is what, if this is a relational principle for you, leave me alone. Mm, but like, so the point that you're making out of this whole thing is that it was discussed in the beginning. So exactly. now you're not getting with him. And then two years on the line, folding your arms, like what's going on? <laughs> Where's the ring? The man exactly. tell you yeah. five years, five years, minimum, minimum. <laughs> It still sounds ridiculous. <laughs> Five years? Child. Anywho, what, were we, what did we start? Candid conversations. We were talking about ambition and how we yes. always have to go, go, go yes. and feel the need to play the game. And we have a lot of unlearning to do. A lot of unlearning. Do you feel like once you reach the, alt, the optimal level of success built for Dana, do you feel like you will finally relax or do you feel like, boy? (laughs) Absolutely not. Um, right now I'm thinking about the things I would consider successful within the next few years. And I'm like, okay, once I get there, then what? So, okay. So then at this point we do really have to unlearn this because we'll never stop. Is that what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm saying. Oh, So the revelation is we don't have answers. There probably isn't an answer. We know we have to unlearn and relearn new things. But for now, it is what it is. Okay. Well. (laughs) With that being said. With that being said. Thank you guys for tuning in. (laughs) Y'all. Oh, honey child yeah yeah that that was my revelation we didn't even transition because i didn't think that was it but that's legit my revelation like it doesn't stop we're just gonna have to learn the tools to get better at balancing i guess so where did this come from because remember tori also said it's because we're a product of immigrants that might be it well your therapist told you that you know (laughs) your mom learned it from your mama Mm mm-hmm 
Um, I think being American plays a role. Being American, always trying to chase the quote-unquote American dream. However, yeah, we right. all want more, right? Like yeah. Texas, we want bigger, right? We want it better. We we all want more. So if you have, you know, Bezos is a billionaire. If he can make it to trillions, he will. We want more. Wow. So I think that definitely plays a role. Just being American, um, being children of immigrants. I'm an actual immigrant, but you know, for a lot of others, being children of immigrants. Um, yeah. Wow. I told you we were bamboozled, women in particular, by white women who felt they wanted to work 40-hour work weeks. Oh, <laughs> the suffrage. black women been working. Okay, if we go back to slavery times, they've been working. White women got bored and was like, uh-uh, my husband gets to go home and bring home the bacon. I want to bring home the bacon. I want to wear a suit. Too. Right. <laughs> Bamboozled, child. We were so close to the real American dream. They took it from us. <laughs> and what's the real American dream, Dana? Being at home, child? Being at home, you mm. know, doing what you... <sighs> I don't know. Because honestly, I'd be talking for, like, would I really be happy being, uh, I would be a happy trophy wife, but would I be a happy housewife? I feel like you'd be bored. I don't want to cook and clean all day. <laughs> like, you want to cook the... every night? What? Yeah, like, come on, you can't eat leftovers? <laughs> I got to drop off the dry cleaners. You know what? This nigga sound, you know how men be like, women don't know what they want? Yeah. This is a good example of that, so I'm going to stop giving, talking. Giving, don't know what you want, energy? Yeah, yeah. Mm. I want the best of both worlds. Trophy wife. <laughs> Revelation. <laughs> Revelation. <laughs> so, anywho, do you have anything to say before we close out? Man, uh, we're, we're still, I'm going to say that we're still figuring this out. Uh, I yeah. hope that we're able to come back maybe in a future episode and just be like, okay, guys, so here's exactly... Mm -hmm. why we're like this <laughs> and I feel like we're kind of born into this rat race mm. but not everyone think about it too though not everyone is as overly ambitious either that is true some people are good yeah yeah they don't need to have a business on the side nope the bills are paid yep They're fine it's been fine we'll go to travel why do I need to travel yeah, I might go to Red Lobster if I feel like I want to. If I feel like it. Mm -hmm. I feel like it, and I want to spend the $32. Yep. <laughs> or I can make the business at home and get the box with $2 at Publix. Facts. Facts. And some people are perfectly fine with it. Mm. First of all, oh, man. We want, we don't. Mm. I like having what I want. Yeah, very American of you. Our and Americans are showing. Yeah, absolutely. Our American privilege yeah it is i'm an expensive date for myself i've accepted it <laughs> i try to stop i talk to myself when i'm at home like okay this is how much you're gonna spend and the bill come and i don't even check i just pay it <laughs> yep. and i go home and have that same conversation next weekend it's fine <laughs> oh man so so anyway yeah Hopefully we figured this out. If you are overly ambitious like us or just even not overly, like if you find yourself like always feeling like you have to run this rat race, even if you don't want to, but you always are, just know that while we don't have this figured out now, we would like to eventually. But if you have figured it out, 
if share. you it, please share with us. We would love to hear from you guys <laughs> because this as, is a cry for help. <laughs> yes, through this candid, candid conversation, we uh, figured out that we don't we're, know anything like this, and we will <laughs> be like this unless we try to figure it out. <laughs> you said we're like this, and we will remain like this. Yeah, yeah, unless we try to figure it out. Yeah, 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 yeah basically. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. We yeah. hope that you enjoyed this candid conversation and you can definitely expect more of this from us because our conversations are like truly yeah, <laughs> like this. Mm -hmm. uh, please be sure to follow us on Instagram at Rants, Rants and Revelations. Greg, I can't even talk anymore. Dot TV. And like I said, let us know if you are like, the, like us and if you're experiencing this, if you haven't, if you're not like us, how are you living? Yeah, what is it like on the other side? Yeah, give me <laughs> give us insight on how you live. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye. <laughs>